Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Calling in right now is Bill O'Reilly to help us honor Bernie McGurk. Bill, tell me a little bit about Bernie. Well, it's my honor to uh, talk about uh, McGurk. I always call him by his last name because that's what Irish guys in New York do. And um, if you'd permit me a couple of minutes, I want to bring some perspective uh, to Bernie McGurk's life because I've lived pretty much the same life. So uh, he's from an ethnic Irish um, home in the Bronx. My uh, father is a Brooklyn guy, and uh, he went to Cardinal Hayes High School. I went to Chaminade High School. We played each other in sports. Same environment, pretty much the brothers were trying to shape up these uh, kids who could go either way, uh, discipline, no BS. Um, then McGurk, uh, Yonkers, that's where my mother's side was. And uh, so we had all kinds of intersections in life. But the main one was this, and, and New Yorkers are a special breed. We all know that. Uh, we're not like everybody else in the country, and sometimes the country doesn't like that. But we are uh, a people of straight talk. And so uh, that's what McGurk was. And uh, I put him on television uh, with Gutfeld. It was Gutfeld and McGurk, as, or as McGurk would demand, McGurk and Gutfeld. And they were two together and me. And we would just kick it around, a fabulously successful uh, segment. And then he took that edge and he brought it to WABC. And when we think about Bernard McGurk's life, um, the capstone of his life was the enormous success that he had with Rosenberg. I mean, I've said this before, and I don't blow smoke at anybody, and you guys at WABC know that. Uh, what Bernie and Sid have done in the morning is unprecedented. It's never happened, not only in New York City, I don't think anywhere in the, in the United States. You take a station that was basically over, okay, in the marketplace, number 22 or 3. Katsimatidis buys it, Lopez is there, they uh, reconfigure the talent, and now in the morning, it's number 1. And McGurk, obviously, along with Sid, drove that drove it and the success that um he and sid had was a source of pride because ethnic irish guys jewish guys italian guys polish guys african-americans hispanic doesn't matter the success is driven on one thing hard work that's what binds us all together so nobody ever gave Bernard McGurk, anything. Nobody ever gave Bill O'Reilly anything. We didn't have any uncles in the business. We didn't have any uh, pathway to a Mercedes-Benz unless we bought it with our own money that we had to earn. That kind of a mentality, that kind of a lifestyle, if you will, is what separates working people from... I don't know, you use the adjective for people who kind of feel entitled in life. Well, where's mine? Give me this. I want this. You don't hear that from us. All right? So we go to work, and we do the best we can. But 
I want people to understand who never met Bernard Goldberg, um, that Goldberg and I, we had this relationship that it wasn't based on like hugging or, I mean, it was just like we knew that we had shared experience. And that experience wasn't that easy. It was a little turbulent in the Bronx. I was in Levittown, which was a lot lighter than the Bronx. And, but we knew that we were, A, honest. There was no BS. BS is not allowed in our precincts. I mean, you get, you know, people, I, can't, I can't even describe it, but if, if there's somebody in the circle where you're, whether it's a restaurant or something, and they're just spouting nonsense, everybody just looks at them, and they just shut up, they know. And so McGurk was a unique uh, Irish Catholic, New Yorker. He came from where I came from. He succeeded magnificently on his own. I mean, obviously, WABC helped him, but he had to do it on the ball field. He had to come through on the ball field, which he did. And I think that uh, this is a sad day for all of us uh, who love McGurk. But I think what we need to do is now pivot on to we were privileged to know him. And that's my summation of Bernard McGurk. Mm. McGurk had this sardonic humor that, again, New Yorkers understand. Okay? So Gutfeld was throwing one-liners at you. He, he writes them. And, he was, he, and they're good. And he's been very successful. But McGurk is more of a, he, he was observant. All right? So he, he'd look around, and then he'd just crush it. And I remember McGurk uh, on Imus one time. I was on Imus uh, occasionally, and Imus did not really like me very much, um, which is fine. I mean, I'm kind of used to that. <laughs> and then he's given McGurk, the segment's over. The segment was good, but, you know, I don't take any guff from Imus, and I, that's what Imus wanted. He wanted you to kiss his butt, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so... Um, after the segment's over, Imus is railing about me, and I'm, I'm a dimwit or whatever he's using, you know, hideous, I think what the word was. And McCurd, on the radio to his boss, goes, hey, O'Reilly's a national treasure, okay? Standing right up to Imus, shutting him up, all right? He just was silence. And he didn't have to do that. McGurk didn't have to do that. That's what they call speaking truth to power. I don't know if it's, I'm not a national treasure, but McGurk wasn't afraid of anybody. All right? He's not going to pander to you. And that's the kind of guys I like. So I'm, I'm on the D-Day beach. Who do I want in my foxhole? McGurk. Right? And that, to me, is the measure of a man that you can depend on him, that he will tell the truth, that he will do his job, that he will respect his family. Those are all the values that I have, and they were handed down to me by my parents and handed down to McGurk by his parents. And he's on every night from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, the number one show on WABC right. Radio uh, at night, uh, Bill O'Reilly. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.